showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back. And welcome to our 37th episode of Saturday Matinee Theater, brought to you by your friends at the Long Box Crusade. We are back here in jolly old England in our recording studio set up at 221B Baker Street. I am your host, Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist. And joining me today is a bit of a mixed up crew, so I'm going to have to reassign some folks. So today, the Watson to my Sherlock is going to be my brother, Jason. Weasel Skull Albrecht, how are you feeling today, Dr. Weasel Skull? All these changes uh, is getting to me. I totally spaced. I was late today. I don't know. I don't like change, Jared. That's what I'm saying. I don't <laughs> like change, but I will do my best to step in and fill in for Pat Shoes being the Watson to your Sherlock. They're big shoes to fill. Let's see who else we've got with us today. We have got the Mycroft to my Sherlock, our relief pitcher for when people don't show up. We have got Dave, Old Ben, that Battle Wagon Collins. Welcome back to Baker Street, Dave. Oh, thank you for having me again, sir. I can't wait to talk about this episode of Three Men and a Baby. (laughs) You just took one of my notes. Thanks, Dave. (laughs) He he wanted that one bad. He told us that from the beginning. (laughs) Uh, Somebody tried to ruin that for me earlier, but I was not having it. Oh, good, good, good. (laughs) And finally, let's welcome our fourth member, because you know what? Delvin the Dark Web Bobby Wilkins is not here for this episode either. And we didn't want to spend a lot of money on plane tickets, so we just grabbed a British guy off the side of the street. We have got Sherlock Holmes author. He's written many things, but he's also written some Sherlock Holmes tales and a James Bond aficionado. You will see him from time to time on our sister network on Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. We have Mr. Alan Porter. Welcome back. Thank you, sir. It's great to be back. I'm not sure about the random bit, but... I thought we were best friends for life or something. <laughs> it varies from show to show. <laughs> oh, okay. It depends which show it no, is. No, no. Yeah. Actually, it's both. We were like, grab a British guy. And then Jason was like, I got this guy. And I was well, like, I know that guy. <laughs> to, to be honest, how I got him in is I just, I had like a bunch of old Sherlock Holmes books and I just laid them out like they did the Reese's Pieces for E.T. <laughs> right into our studio. And he just walked in. He he walked in. We captured him in like a, like a little crate. <laughs> yeah. That's how we got Clinton Robinson too. Just <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, everybody's been here before, so we don't need to go through the first Holmes memory or the first iteration of Holmes. We can just move it right along. But I want to take a pause here real quick, because on our last Holmes episode, we did a listener's raffle where you're giving away the 1988 film Without a Clue, starring Ben Kingsley and Michael Caine. I love this movie. And we've got to figure out who's going to win it. Quick uh, question. Who here has seen it? Dave, you've seen it? Uh, yes. Do you love it? Yes. Correct. Jason. No. Not seen it. Not seen it. That's ridiculous. Alan. Yep. Love it. I've seen it. Love it. It's got Michael Caine in it. What's not to love? (laughs) Also (laughs) correct. Michael Caine, man. Okay, so we had, it's like about four people entered on the Twitter tweets. So, Alan, do me a favor. Pick a number one through four. Three. Three, the big winner for Without a Clue. This one is going to the basement, boys. Oh, save on postage. That's right. Clinton Robinson, Cuckoo Choo from Coffee Cuckoo and Comics. Choo. And of course, Fan Film Fridays has just won the Without a Clue DVD. He got that because he part of the listener raffle. Sometimes we put little secrets near the end of the show just to see who really hung in there. <laughs> yeah. And this time it was Clinton. So congratulations, Clinton. You'll be getting that without a clue DVD directly to the basement. And if you're nice, maybe we'll give you a DVD player at some point. So 
this could work out. Better play his cards right. No more Sky Striker jokes. And with all that out of the way, let's get to the show description. I guess, Jason, that's on you tonight since you're filling in for Pat. I will do my best. So Saturday Matinee Theater is a retro review, sometimes index show, brought to you by the Longbox Crusade, where we will be taking you back to the past with some potentially overlooked retro awesomeness in the realm of television, movie serials, or films. Basically, if it's vintage and it's kind of forgotten, we're going to dig it up. On this episode, we will continue our indexing of all 39 episodes of the 1954 television series Sherlock Holmes. 1954 Sherlock Holmes was produced by Sheldon Reynolds. It starred Ronald Howard as Sherlock Holmes and H. Marion Crawford as Dr. Watson. So take off your deerstalker cap, light your pipe, get cozy by the fireplace, and let the soothing violin music of Mr. Sherlock Holmes whisk you away into the past. But don't forget that DNA test. And with Pat gone, I guess we're going to need Dave. You've been on violin. Just going to handle that music for us, okay? I'm ready to go, sir. Sounded almost identical to Pat's. That was amazing. It's like been, he was in the room. I've really been trying to channel my inner Pat. That mm. sounds uh, dangerous. Dangerous. <laughs> sound, sounds dangerous. It's all pipes. <laughs> yeah. Well, since you played that wonderful violin music, and we do have the return guest of Mr. Alan Porter. And last time Alan was here, I believe he played a little bass guitar for us. That's Alan, right. uh, have you been working on any other instruments lately? I'm pretty good on the bongos. On the bongos. Man, yeah. it's been a long time since we've had bongos in the studio. Let's give that a listen. It I forgot how much I like those bongos. Golly, he's got skills. If we could pair him with my steel drums. Oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh, that's unstoppable. And if I brought my violin on that. Oh, right? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Let's don't overstep there. All right. Maybe next time. Probably never. Three quarters of a super band. <laughs> and with that, I'm going to hand it over to our good friend, Dave Oldman, Paddlewagon, to man. give us the episode info. Bring it. Episode 26 was titled The Case of the Baker Street Nursemaids. Original air date, 25 April 1955. Director, Sheldon Reynolds. Writer, Sheldon Reynolds and Joseph Victor. Guest stars, Archie Duncan as Lestrade. Roger Treville as Count Tenno. Eves Brainville as Lorenz. Dominique Chatemps as Madame Henry Dernard. As a reminder, all 39 episodes are available on YouTube. We highly encourage you to watch this episode before proceeding with this podcast because not only is it just more fun that way, but Jared is about to give a synopsis about this episode, and then we're going to discuss it. So there are probably some spoilers heading your way. So, again, if you haven't watched this episode, we recommend you pause here, go check it out on YouTube, and then come back to join our discussion. And at only 26 minutes per episode... 
It's not a big time. For those of you who are watching along with us, we'd love to hear your insight. Don't forget to comment about the show on Twitter using the hashtag I'm following homes. Hashtag I'm following homes. Jared. Hashtag I am following homes. Hashtag I'm following homes. Jason. Hashtag I'm following homes. And with that, let's turn it over to Jared for the episode summary. and Watson are enjoying a quiet morning when they receive an interesting package by Courier. The package contains a baby. The strayed comes over just in time to rib the lads about the baby and to discover the note included with the baby. It's determined that the note is from the wife of French inventor Henri Durand, who was working on top-secret military project. Nefarious people from foreign governments have kidnapped Henri and his wife has sent the baby to Holmes for protection, thinking that she might be next. And she was right. Doing some detective work on the paper the message was written on, the lads figure out where the couple is being held and Holmes and Watson enter to attempt to save the French couple. Will they make it in time? Will anyone in this episode actually learn a lullaby? How many fools can Watson lay out with his punching prowess? Tune in to find out. See, Jared, you got to keep your wrist stiff right. and throw from the shoulder. And go with the go shoulder. Or on the shoulder. You know what? As a certified combat self-defense instructor, he's absolutely correct, by the mm-hmm. way. Yeah, yeah. That is not wrong. But let's get into our highs and lows. Don't believe the script. I'm running this thing however I want. And we're going to start our first high off with our man off the street, who just happened to be my best friend, Alan J. Porter. (laughs) Do you have a high or a low for our first round discussion, sir? And what would that be? I'm actually going to go with a high, which I never expected to say in this series, which is actually Watson in this episode. My high is him whistling rule Britannia to figure out that the baby is actually in the house. Uh, (laughs) It was smart. It was clever. Just the way he was sort of laid back about it and in front of the villain just i'm going to prove you wrong i'm going to prove that liars lie was the wonderfully written line i just thought it was very cool very I, reminiscent I, of living daylights when he whistles to find the keychain yeah. <laughs> it's the same song yeah that was actually one of my highs as well i i did love the, the when he said prove a liar liar it's not very hard yeah. um i only had one question about that whole thing that baby could hear him whistling downstairs but yeah. nobody could hear him punching people yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that's no. a really intelligent baby there. He recognized the tune because all he'd heard was the two really badly sung versions of it, but all of a sudden he can recognize the tune whistled. So I don't know. And he's a French baby too, so how, why the hell would he know Rule Britannia? All those that, little quibbles aside, I thought it was just a cool little moment. It was, it was a really good moment. I agree with you. Indeed. You know what? Since you're excited to talk about this episode, 
three men and a baby style. Dave, what's your first high or low? I'm gonna have to go with a low. And, and the three men and a baby scene with standing when they're all standing together. That's the only thing I could see was you know Tom Selleck <laughs> and the other cats standing there with that baby. That whole scene with the bee in the beginning. I don't really know what they were thinking. Yeah, what the hell was that about? And I don't know who thought that was a good idea. I mean, if they needed a way to get Sherlock out of the room so the baby could come in and you just <laughs> delivered a baby in a, in, from Amazon, here's 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 1,800 <laughs> Amazon delivery baby. I, there had to be a better way to get Sherlock out of the room than that. But They did get that overnight super saver shipping, though. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, anyway, the, the whole B scene, I was just Sam was sitting downstairs with me and he was just like, what are they doing? I go, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. But uh, Taking a stab at some yeah, lighthearted humor, I guess. It just didn't land. <laughs> <laughs> he was throwing his arms all the way. He was flapping his arms around. And then, you know, uh-huh. Sherlock laughs at him and then he laughs at Sherlock because they both do it. It was just, it was really, it just didn't seem in character. The last time I was on this, Sherlock made a dummy of himself to get shot at to fool a guy and this time a bee has got him laying on the floor rolling around come on man. maybe he's highly allergic i don't know i don't have his epi pen i don't know it's just that was my low point they thought it was going to be good man the buzz said it was going to be good the buzz said you know what we're gonna we're gonna move on move on yeah that's a good plan yeah. jason mycroft well you're not mycroft this episode you're dr weasel skull dr weasel skull what's your higher low in round one sir well i'm gonna throw out a high on this one i liked uh count tenno the villain i really appreciated how much he respected holmes's ability holmes was in the middle of following the clue and he just pretty much calls him and is like Hey man, I know that you're gonna figure this out. It's me. <laughs> it <was> me. <laughs> it's me. I just want to let you know that you know I have all these hostages. Don't make a move against me. And I thought that was kind of I had that's refreshing. He wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't arrogant enough to think that he was gonna outsmart Holmes. He just like I have all the pieces. I I know you're gonna find out it's me, but <laughs> people are gonna die if you move against me. And I I thought that was kind of cool. Just gave up. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Just gave, he's like, just got me. I mean, I mean Holmes and they didn't even have to go and follow any of the clues down. He just is like, Yeah, it's me. I know you're gonna figure it out. So, I, I always watch these twice. So, I, I always watch them one time and just kind of enjoy it. And then the second time I go through and I take some notes. But the first time around, I go, What a weird story choice. But the second time around, I go, was actually pretty cool like it was like Jason said it was it was mm-hmm. I know you're gonna I know you yeah, I know you're looking for me just don't come I mean I just really I thought it was really cool <laughs> yeah, yeah. awesome stuff back to you Alan second round high or low sir let's go with a low I was gonna go with the B thing but you already got me that far <laughs> yeah three men and a baby and B are all me oh, yeah <laughs> I could say them actually singing Rule Britannia was pretty much of a low point <laughs> uh, that was horrendous. No, actually, one of the low points for me talking about clues was the one where they're at the house and Holmes asks about the visitor. The guy says, yeah, we had a visitor and he left immediately. And Holmes is like, oh, my God, we've got to run a, run back to Baker Street because somehow we inferred from that that somebody was going to go over and beat up Watson and take the baby. That leap in logic was never explained or what clue he'd picked up or anything. It was just like, we just have to get to the scene where somebody beats up Watson and takes the baby. So we're just going to do this huge leap. And there was no narrative logic to it whatsoever. So to expand on what you said, I thought the exact same thing. I, it, both times I watched it, I was like, "That's there's no logic 
logical reason for them to make this jump. But bigger than that was instead of the guy delivering a message to the wife, why didn't he just take the wife and kid then? I mean, they obviously weren't scared of Watson. I mean, they they, they knew that hey, they were going over there. Why didn't they just take the wife and kid while he was instead of delivering a note? I, that, none yeah. of that made sense to me. No, no yeah. not at all. And I'm going to push that ball a little farther down the road and just say, I wasn't even a big fan of their initial clue of the paper. It was like, the, the, it was like this paper is French made, so they must be at the embassy. I'm like, yeah, I guess. It was three. Well, it's three, no, it three embassies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's three. right. That's right. He said, he said I narrowed it down to narrowed three, down to three yeah. places yeah. on the paper, and I'm just still after, like, after, eh, okay. After we had all those shots of him looking at the thing, and you know Watson and Lestrade looking on earnestly, then we get the letter, and none of that ma- none of that matters anymore. Detective work was shabby. I get the impression they couldn't actually figure out any clues to put into this script, so they just like <laughs> yeah. jumped over the fact that they needed clues to move it forward. Yeah. They just moved from scene to scene. So, mm-hmm. could be so, so, so the thing with the messenger turning up with the letter, the messenger recognizes Dr. Watson. He says, Watson opens the door. The messenger says to him, oh, good afternoon, Dr. Watson. I've got a message for Sherlock Holmes. He's never met Watson up until that point. Good point. Hmm. <laughs> and see, this is why we have yeah. actual Sherlock good Holmes point. writers on the show. Yeah. Yeah. these holes. This is, yeah, yeah this I'm is like, why. I'm yeah, at this point confident that Alan J. Porter could have tossed out a script for this show in a weekend that would have made more sense. <laughs> than this one. Yeah, there was yeah. there was some yeah. there was some pretty big holes. I'm not saying you could drive a truck through. Alan was just in the shower, like a shower, and he's like, "I got a yeah, I can do a 30 minute <laughs> <laughs> Oh goodness! Oh. And with this thought of Alan in the shower, Jason, it's your turn. <laughs> that, was a bit, that was official. You didn't need. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of like the international intrigue about it. I, uh, from a historical context, you know, the pre World War One time, kind of bringing that in there, and the uh, allusion to the submarine, I thought was kind of interesting. So I like that piece of it. I agree with what you folks have said about the, some of the clues were kind of haphazardly done, but I felt that there was enough international intrigue and menace in the story to keep me engaged. I think that's fair, and I think they were kind of going for more of a, that flavor, that international intrigue with a little bit of fisticuff violence and adventure at the end to kind of carry the episode. Yeah, it kind of felt almost like a Jack Ryan adventure. Yeah, like a Jack Ryan. Sherlock Holmes <laughs> Watson. Watson, man, he's laying out fools like kitchen tile up oh, there. Man, yeah, here's... <laughs> <laughs> They've done a couple of these that deal with something big like that, but I'm quite frankly much better. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, it was it was just the holes in it that just kind of were distracting. Yeah. Well, to be fair, you know, back when this came out, they were cranking out an episode every week for 39 weeks, and so you know, there's going to be some sometimes you're you're gonna gonna eat some the filler. Yeah. You know, sometimes right. you got to eat the filler, like we say on the network. You got to just eat that Absolutely. filler, and that's I where know. I felt this one was. But that's the end of our official highs and lows rounds. But we will do around. Oh, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait. Um, I'm playing in the role of Pat, right? Well, hang on. Hang on. Let's <laughs> go. Hang on. I, hold, I, I will throw some more stuff out. Just hold, hold. Okay. That's the end of our official highs and lows round. But as usual, we'll pass around and see who has burning things left to say. <laughs> Jason forgot there's a burning things round. Okay. It's so me, I, Pat. Jason has burning things left to say. Give it back. Give it back. All right, Peppy Pat, what do you got? I just want to say, I laughed I, I laughed a lot out loud when the baby was crying. They're like, well, let's make it a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I also I also love that. I'm not that sort of doctor. I'm not that sort yeah. of doctor. All right, so I'm going to bring some tech specs. One, the punch, the first punch that Sherlock throws is the worst fake punch I've ever seen in my life. I mean, he didn't even get it. Like, it was just like right there, and the guy crumbled like a napkin. So that was number one. My second one was when they were in the carriage going over to the first house to find out. Obviously, they're not really moving, but you can see them trying to rock like they're moving and they stop dead still. And then all of a sudden you see one of them go. (laughs) (laughs) Rocking again. Are we supposed to be rocking? (laughs) And it just made me laugh so hard. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Carriage scene. Yeah, carriage scene. (laughs) Start rocking. Uh, it's hilarious. But I love I love to see them together in those moments like that. All of the guys, they just have little moments that they're together that for whatever reason, even if it's something silly like that, you can tell that, that they were having a good time and they were really they were really giving it their all and they really were having a good time. And to me, that's important. I like to see that somebody's having fun when they're doing something. So yeah, I, you, you can tell they're enjoying it. It's almost like one of the a bad, quote unquote, bad Star Trek episode where it's still good because you get to see them hanging out and doing stuff together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Any other thoughts? We've sort of alluded to it a couple of times. The whole thing about Watson teaching Holmes how to throw a punch, I thought was was really fun to actually see Watson teaching Holmes, even if that's completely against canon, because Holmes is actually an expert pugilist, so he knows how to punch. But I, yeah, I just thought that was that was really fun to actually see home uh, see Watson taking the upper hand, I guess, um, and, and driving the action for a change. I thought was really good fun, and he played it well. Um, and, and as you said, the three of them, Holmes, Watson, and Lestrade together, particularly when they were handing the baby around and Lestrade got it and the baby quieted really down. Yes. The grin on his face. He's like, he likes yeah. me. Yeah, I love Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, those little moments like that are, are what make the whole series really good to me. So, yeah. and I, it's so good that I won't even mention the baby delivery service that nobody <laughs> thought to mention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, I mean, no. did the guy know he was delivering a baby? And if he was delivering a baby, why didn't he go, oh, yeah, there's a baby in here. You might want to take it out. <laughs> Nothing. Uh-huh. Here's your package. Bam, out of the yep. door. Yeah, yeah, I'm just made of questions about that, but. <laughs> <clears throat> but Alan brings up an interesting point, though. This whole series has been Watson, the pugilist, as you said. He is the fighter, the fisticuffs, the whole way. I guess we've been so steeped in the series, I've kind of forgotten that in canon, it's more of Holmes as the better fighter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Watson's a brave man, and he's a soldier. Yeah, Watson, just- yeah Watson's a soldier and a fighter, but yeah, but... Hand to hand, it's it's more homes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that is yeah. interesting that I've kind of gotten so steep in the show that it, it, I'm glad we brought Alan on for that canon point of view to remind us. <laughs> I, cool. I wonder if it's because of the casting, because you know Watson is a big guy. Like uh, he's he's yeah. a, he's a big guy. Uh, he looks like he could be physical, and of course Holmes is a very I'm not going to say frail, but he's very lean. Maybe it was all in the casting. They're like, well, it looks more believable to our audience that this mm-hmm. guy is the is the guy who can throw a punch and knock somebody out with one. So That's fair. yeah. I going to go double teams I'm, I'm picking Watson before Holmes yeah <laughs> if I'm, going, I'm going to give my best to him and I think I can spot the floor with the other guy you're right yeah, exactly <laughs> well all right guys I guess that'll bring us to the fun facts with Jared I've just got a couple for you this week this episode was actually remade for the 1979 TV series Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson kind of an odd episode for them to choose to remake since it had sort of a myriad of highs and lows but hey they did and my second one is good old Eve's Brainville we seen him on the series a couple times he's been a recurring actor 
He played the French police inspector in Hitchcock's The Man Who Knew Too Much in 1956, which is a darn fine film. So look for Eves in Hitchcock's The Man Who Knew Too Much. And with that, guys, it's time to get out our pipes to rate the episode. And of course, the nice part about it is Pat's not here, so we can all put our pipes out without having to worry about his substance abuse problem. So here is everyone's <laughs> five pipes. Five for everybody. You can get I mean, every time five. you break these pipes out, though, man, I start getting all nervous. I'm looking over my shoulder. <laughs> You never know with that guy. He's going to come down from the rafters like Spider-Man and take my pipe. I don't know. Does anybody truly know where he's at? See, that's what you don't that's know about. That's the thing, man. man. He's man. devious, that one. I suspect he's on Mongo making trade deals, but we'll find out on our next episode. So as you know, everybody's got five pipes. You can give up to five pipes. However many pipes you give is how much you liked it. And the rating scale works like this. If you give all five, you love the episode. Four means you thought it was very good. Three, it was just good. And two, it was, eh, it was okay. And one, I did not like it. And we'll go reverse order. So, Jason. You know, I may be a high man on the totem pole this time, but I'm giving this one a four. Ooh. I got to say, as I was watching this with the baby scene, I was like, man, this is like three and a baby and i was like if lestrade walks in right now i'm giving the show f- four stars and then boom, <laughs> there he was so i'm a man of my word knocks on the door and here he comes yeah you get four pipes <laughs> lestrade as ted danson <laughs> yeah i was like i'm there they got me four pipes from jason uh dave what you got there bad wagon <laughs> that never gets tired um <laughs> I was honestly on the fence with this one because it had some holes. I mean, me and Alan talked about it kind of at length about the plot holes. The whole B scene really threw me off. I, I didn't care for that. I was leaning hard for my to my first ever two. But then the moments when it was them, like the baby moment and the carriage ride and all those moments like that. And even when it was just Holmes and Watson doing the just together doing the punching lessons, it, just those little moments, those really brought it back up to a three for me. I didn't hate it, but the story lacked something for me but the little moments with just the the main characters really brought it around for me so i'm gonna go with three all right and i'm gonna break in out of order just because i'm gonna say i'm giving it three for the exact same reasons you did dave and i don't need to expand on fauna anymore which will leave alan to give us the final rating what do you think alan how many pipes are you gonna hand over well when i first watched it the, when i watched it around the first time i was like what the hell has jared made me just watch <laughs> this is not the first time you've thought that <laughs> it's not the first time i've thought that now over the last few years it is certainly not but uh I, so I, I sort of gave it a day and then sat and watched it a second time and i started picking up on the things that we were just talking about the sort of the relationship between the three the the, the intrigue part sort of getting past the fact that it, it, story-wise it just made no sense whatsoever. I, so I think, yeah, at, at the end of the day, I think I'd give it a three as well. I sort of enjoyed it more on the second time round and really appreciated the dynamic between the, the main characters. I'm not as steeped in it as, as you guys are. I think this is like the third one I've looked at in the series. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I just uh, thought it was a good, a good solid character piece, even if the plot and the story was... If it was jammed to the plot and the story, it would be a two. But uh, I think the, the relationships and some of the character stuff pulled it pulled it up to a three. Absolutely, I, I think your instincts are spot on there. Um, we are steeped in it, and and we can definitely attest to the fact that they've built a charm throughout the episodes that they kind of got away with one. <laughs> they skated by on charm alone, which is how I've gotten through life, or I'd like to think. So. <laughs> it's definitely how you got out of high school. 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, awesome stuff there, guys. All we have left to do now is go into the 221B mailbag. And we are thrilled to kick off these comments with special shout outs to our Crusaders Club members. These are the fine folks who have joined our crusade. They enjoy discounts from my online store, which is theyardsaleartist.bigcartel.com. And yes, there is a Sherlock Holmes print there that you could purchase. Not that I'm trying to pimp anything, but you know, $15 free shipping, you know. I'll sign it. We'll throw in a baby. (laughs) Baby. This is coming a box from Amazon. (laughs) At least the box had air holes. I did notice that. I noticed the box had air holes. So that's so the guy did know there was a living creature in there. (laughs) I think he was just in a hurry to get rid of that thing. (laughs) Get out the door. Much like I'm in a hurry to get rid of my merchandise at (laughs) drcartel.com. Do you have a Sherlock Holmes print, Jared? I do have a Sherlock Holmes print. You're not listening. (laughs) Colored by the amazing Ken Solo. Anyway, you also get with a Crusaders Club membership, you get early access to special Longbox Crusade episodes. You get input on to show content. There's a lot of benefits. So come check it out. These are the folks who are currently on board with this. Thank you for being a friend. Gerald Green. I the collector. Joe Thomas. Angelica Wolf. Bill from the Bat Pod. Blast it or stash it. Braxton Underwood. Reggie Hancock. Ronald Wint. Samantha Maney. Sean Obanski. Steve Cronin. Ryan Daly. Bob Buster. David Capuni. The Battle Wagon himself, David Collins. Never gets old. Never gets old. I know, it never does. Never does. Gene Hendricks. Ivar Evans. Jeremy L. John and Maggie. Knows what he did. Jose Poyo. Maxwell Traver. Miranda W. Paul Hicks. Rick from Jeff and Rick Present. Ross Michaud. Tim Price. And Toronto Cop. And if we missed anybody on our list, we apologize. Please keep in mind that we record these episodes well in advance of release. So if you're a recent addition, we will be adding you soon. But you can always let us know by sending an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com. We'll get it all straightened out. So you might be asking yourself, how do I become a Crusaders Club member, Dave? How do I become a member of Crusaders Club? Well, you possible. It's not impossible. Anybody can join except for Jason for as little as $1 a month. You get access to all that good stuff we talked about earlier. So come check it out. If you don't have any extra scratch laying around, but you want to help us out here at LBC headquarters and Saturday matinee theater, just take time to give us a review on iTunes for this podcast. Even if you want to keep it short with star ratings, it helps raise the profile of our show. And we'll be happy to share your review on an upcoming show. And with that, we will just get into the shares, likes, retweets, and comments. Not a whole heck of a lot this time. It's a short list for us this time, folks. It hurts my heart a little bit. (laughs) We got a few. We got a few. But uh, we do appreciate everybody that likes and shares this stuff on social media, gets the word out, get more of that Sherlock Holmes family on board. And this is from episode 35, where we cover the case of the violent suitor. I feel like this is my fault because I've been away for Twitter for a while. I I also blame you. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'll do better. Do I? Apology accepted. We will start with Coffee and Comics blog. Chris at BTO and Bat Books. Let it roll. (laughs) Down the highway. Alan with the guitar solo. Oh, he plays bass. I got excited. I got excited. (laughs) Jason, do it. I'm packing the power of power pack. Green Leonard HG. JL Lamastus. Ryan Daly. Hicks. Tim Price. Al Jordan. Clinton Robinson. Solomon Pereira. Rick Heineken. Gene Hendricks. Angelica Fetty Wolf. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Ooh. 
Now we'll just cherry pick one comment each to read. I'll pick the top one, shall I? Okay, yeah, go ahead. Kick us off, Alan. Coffee and Comics commented, you can just slide a few things down to the basement and prove that I am without a clue when it comes to most things. I'm sure you guys know what the hell that meant. (laughs) (laughs) He flipped in the hashtag without a clue, which is what won him the without a clue DVD. Ah, Nicely done. Nicely done. Nicely done. Jason? I'll uh, go with one from our old friend Green Lantern HG. He says, finally, I got to give this episode's trophy to D-Ray1977 for stepping up on Jason with his D's nuts comment. Never saw it coming. So congratulations, D-Ray. You got uh, you got yourself your howley. <laughs> Just what I thought we were get through a classy show while Alan was here, and we had to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would just like to remind everyone it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring up one from our faithful listener, Ryan Daly, who said, Vuvuzela, I can't say Vuvuzela, yo. If you remember, we talked about the Vuvuzela instrument. Remember that? From oh, the yeah, the yeah. The oh, yeah, yeah. Hashtag. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so that was amusing. And the last one is to you, Ben. Who are you gonna who are you gonna take? I'm gonna go Hicks at reading Hicks. He's a good guy. I've met him a couple times in Charlotte. I haven't listened to this yet. I am hashtag without a clue about any possible giveaways. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's crafty. Right. And he almost right. won, but you know, if he lived in a decent postal zone that didn't cost <laughs> a lot, he might win sometime. I'm just kidding. You legitimately didn't win once again, but one day you will win something, Paul. He's Jason, come all the way back to Charlotte to get it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Holes down under. I'm pretty sure it's cheaper to ship to Mongo than it is to Australia these days. <laughs> That's how I get my pants there. Well, anyway, that's it for this episode of Saturday Matinee Theater. If you'd like to hear more from us in the realm of comic books, check out The Long Box Crusade. Jared, where can they find that? Well, Jason, I'm glad you asked. You can find Long Box Crusade on iTunes, Google Play, and most pod catchers. Or go to www.longboxcrusade.com. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and it's all Long Box Crusade. Back to you, Jason. Well, if you want to hear us on our trek through all the James Bond films, check out on our Majesty's Secret podcast. Jared, you're up again. Where can they find that? Well, Jared's going to take a break right now. And Sean Connery is oh, here. Oh, no. Oh, no. Ah, we had a fellow Brit in the house, so I stopped by. Hey there. Anyway, you can find it on iTunes and Google Play and most of your podcatchers. Go to www.secretpodcast.podbean.com or on Twitter at OHMSpod. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, Sean, I have a question. Oh, oh, don't keep him around any longer than I, we have to. I thought you were Scottish. Yeah, I was just going to sweat at the electrical <laughs> and come in. <laughs> Here's the problem with that. <laughs> you assume that I am not drunk off my ass right now. <laughs> and I am. Shocking. <laughs> yes. Uh, Speaking of shocking, I peed on some of your podcasting equipment <laughs> earlier. Get close to the mic, Weasel Skull. <laughs> It's always fun when Sean stops by. Yeah, yeah, Just put yeah. him away and finish up the show there. I was blaming it on the cats, too. <laughs> <laughs> if you like to chat with us online, we can be found at Jared. You may as well kick us off again. Hey, man, I'm at Yard Sale Artist, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's all Yard Sale Artist. Dave. I am at Ben one on the Twitter. Alan? Uh, you can get me at Alan J. Porter on Twitter. I want to thank Alan Porter for being here once again. It's nice to have an actual Sherlock Holmes author on the show and give us some authenticity. It didn't even cost us that much to get him here. Uh, yeah, yeah, just like I said, I had to lay some, uh, some books out and he just walked right in. 
<laughs> Speaking of books that you can walk right into, check out Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective Volume 6 and Volume 7, both from Airship 27. They are available on Amazon. I highly recommend you pick them up. And he also has a Sherlock Holmes appearance in the Alan Quartermain Volume 2 series, also from Airship 27. So please pick those up. Line uh, Alan's pockets with some money, so maybe he'll come back. And oh, by the way, they're just really good stories. So thanks again for being here, Alan. And Jason. And you can find me at Weasel Skull on Twitter or Jason Albrick on Facebook or Instagram. And if you want to interact with us with live chat and be entered to win some free stuff on our live raffles, join us for our next episode of Doing It Live Stream over on YouTube. We do them on the second Sunday of every month, and we always start at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. You can get signed up for that by looking up Longbox Crusade on YouTube. And please subscribe to our channel and click the bell so you'll get reminder notifications for when we go live. Well, thanks for joining us for this episode of Saturday Matinee Theater. Get your ray gun charged and get ready to throw hands because our next episode will continue our journey through the 1936 Flash Gordon serial Space Soldiers. We'll see you next episode for Chapter 9, the meetup location, Planet Mongo. Thank you.